Hello everyone, and welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Beam Saber. I'm your GM, Saturn. You can find me at uh, Celestial Mecca on Twitter. I use they, them pronouns. And, uh, no news. Nothing interesting really to say. I was stalling for time there to see if I could think of something, but nothing <laughs> came up, turns out. Um, let's start with Owen. Hi, I am Owen, founder and editor of Big Gay Nerds. Um, I play the Pfeffer Humboldt, the officer, and we both use he, him pronouns. Uh, Levi. Hello, I am Levi, uh, they, them. I am playing Gabrielle Asmodeus. Uh, nope, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Fern. <laughs> Hi, my name is Fern. I use he, him pronouns, and I uh, am playing Giuseppe Finch, who also uses he, him pronouns, uh, who's the empath playbook, and I do have news. I have a fish now. And his, name, and his name is Skimbleshanks because I am terrible. <laughs> As I said before, there's nothing in the rule books that says a fish can't be a railway cat. It's true. I, yeah. It's true. Really fish, true. Fish I don't know what cats line. 2019 even is. And yeah. we're going to break every human law and save the best for last. Uh, Sarah. Thanks. It's actually, it's actually um, the cavity that's broken every human law. But I know. Cool. I, 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 my, my, I have no references for Skimbleshanks except that he's a railway cat. It's okay. So I'm going with the only one I know anything about, except for old Deuteronomy, who uh, Worthy Kids has written a song about. Excellent. Oh. Old Deuteronomy is basically just like, damn, that cat old. That cat Why old. is that cat? How's that cat still alive? It's nice that that cat is still alive but how is that cat still alive that's, that's how basically... people talk about lady humble also um, <laughs> anyway uh sarah before we get too introduce yourself before things get too insane hi i'm sarah she her i play arabella steranog the ace who is also she her you can find me at radio and activity on twitter and i also co-host another podcast with my best friend called the gorge you should come check it out thanks radical so, where we left off, we were in the middle of a mission. Uh, we have got, uh, I think we're gonna, like, doing the whole anime shots description thing. Yes. Uh, our sort of first shot as the episode fades back in is we have, we have this kind of like tense, uh, montage, I almost want to call it. Uh, the first scene, we've got a boss, uh, kind of in this ante room with, uh, this young woman who's the, uh, Who's sort of uh, has taken an authoritative position has uh, and they're in there with I think uh, all three of the hostages and maybe one armed guard. I can't remember what the situation there is. I'm gonna say one armed guard. I, I think that's that's happened. So there's some kind of tense negotiations happening there. Uh, second shot we get is we get Golden Boy and Stiletto. They're being kind of led <laughs> into the belly of the beast, so to speak, through these kind of narrow ship, like very classically like claustrophobic kind of ship or submarine hallways almost and then uh the next shot that we get is we get uh we get our we get a red in the vulcanhund uh kind of standing in the middle of this uh warehouse that's in the middle of collapse looking around for some stranger who has who has gone off radar so to speak and then the last shot we get is the uh, woods of the Rust Valley, and we just see a large black shape move very quickly through that, almost uh, too quickly to make out what it could be. Mm. Uh, 
And with that, who wants to pick back up with uh, what they had planned most recently? Hmm. Stiletto, flirt with the guards. Stiletto, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> that was the plan? Okay. <laughs> I don't think that was the plan. I thought the plan was for you guys to lie about how good you are at this. Yeah. <laughs> we could also I, I, uh, distract them. I, I will say, I will remind you, uh, because I've done some uh, going, since it's been a little bit since we recorded the first half of uh, the mission, uh, went ahead and went through your stuff. I'm going to remind you of uh, some stuff you'll have access to. Uh, Fef, you have got uh, a bunch of uh, gear items that will let you take control of social scenes, basically. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. really strong stuff with that regard. Uh, Stiletto, you have you have stuff that will help you lie or disguise yourself really well. And also an ability that, that gives you bonus die when consorting or swaying when you're taking advantage of how truly impressive you are. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Actually, that applies to the whole group too. So if you try and uh, be really impressive, it might uh, have have some benefit to it. Cool. Uh, Giuseppe, you obviously have all your uh, telepathy things that you can possibly work up to, but you also have a lot of very uh, wide variety of like uh, just broadly useful stuff, like prognostication tools and symbol of hope and things like that that have like really broad uses. Mm-hmm. And uh, red, mm-hmm. like while you're in your mech right now. You can obviously, like, change your position, you can go try and do something else, but you do also have something that if you were to try and get out of your mech, that mm-hmm. you could control the mech remotely without losing any of your, uh, you know, uh, uh, fineness of control, basically. Like, yeah. you can control Vulcanhund out of it as well as you can in it, yeah. for the most part. And then you also have a bunch of your own uh, similar, like, gear that would be ostensibly useful. Yeah. And none of you have spent any of it yet. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I think okay. Um, yeah, I know what I kind of want to do. At least depending on how this roll goes. So, okay, so tell me what you want to do. Um, I am going to use scan to try because it's scan actually. Um, very specifically lists you might identify the model of approaching vehicles. Um, mm. I want to scan the the like the mobile workshop that. We've got oh, to see if I can okay. identify identify anything about it, uh, and if yeah, not, sure. then I might go on foot. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So I will say I remember mm-hmm. establishing last time that you're kind of in a desperate position right now mm-hmm. because you've lost track of this person that you know is here, mm-hmm. and this whole building's kind of in the middle of collapsing around you. <laughs> yes. Uh, albeit in slow scale, but you know. So what I'll say is it's going to be desperate because you're in a desperate position. Um, and I'm going to okay. go ahead and say, uh, since you're not using any items for it or anything, just doing, uh, you know, mech functionality, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a standard. Sure. So a desperate standard for um, I do have to point out that, that there is the shoulder damage thing that lists less effect, ah, but there's right. only one. And I know you said last time, how did we say the damage was going to work this time around? Um, so how we said it's going to work is that it is going to reduce effect as soon as you get one, mm-hmm. but the second one doesn't do anything. Okay. The second one just fills the space. Okay. Um, that's like uh, for point of reference. Like I've, I've I've been kind of up in the air about how some of the mechanics of these games uh, work generally. Uh, this is kind of the sensible middle ground I've arrived at that makes harm matter but doesn't punish you like excessively for taking it. Sure. 
So, okay. uh, so I guess I will say, uh, yeah, the pain that Volk is in, in one way or another, hmm. is going to be inhibiting your uh, ability to do the scan. So unless you were to uh, try and push yourself or do collateral or come up with a gear item that you think would work here, it's going to be desperate limited. Mm. I uh, have a... I think I can use my tactical genius. Oh, oh tell, okay. Tell, tell us about your tactical genius and how you're using it. Okay, so two times for mission, you can assist a teammate without paying stress. Tell us how you prepared for this. And you told me that, like, my presence on the scene is not necessarily required for it. Yeah, as long as your justification uh, makes it so that you wouldn't necessarily have to be there, then I think that's fine. Okay. Um, what if, because, like, we had established at the start that, like, uh, Ace was going to sort of be on patrol duty... Um, mm-hmm. what if, because I know that she probably hasn't been tagged into, like, like, quick, like, silhouette assessment and all that, um, what if I gave her this, like, like, I uploaded this little thing into Vulcanhoon Systems that's, like, basically sort of like an ID tag, like, quick reference or something like that? I can see that. Yeah, yeah that sure. works. Um, cool. so this is no stress, and tell me which benefit you're giving. An extra die, better effect, or less risk? I have, um, I have one how, dice, so... Um, would you rather have your, have it boosted up from limited, or mm. be more likely to get it in the first place? I think I'd rather, <laughs> I think I'd rather just get it in the first place, Gotcha, you know? okay, think, then you get the die. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright, so you're gonna be rolling 2d6 on a desperate limited to identify this machine. There's a four. Uh, a four, so a mixed success. Uh, let me... But that second my... dice is the one that got me the, the mixed success, so that was smart. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> um, I actually yeah. just need to real quick find where I put the... Where's consequences here? Okay, cool. And I believe um, you also mark experience there, I did. right? Yes, nice. uh, the red did mark experience. Uh, desperate consequences are fun. <clears throat> um... Oh, Jesus. One second. I'm just looking at these because I haven't uh, uh, looked at the desperate consequences before. Um, wow, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, dear. None of them are great. Oh, um, no. That's fine. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to do is... So the first thing you do is you identify this, and like the scanner can pick up some uh, components in it that make it clear that it's kind of like a... Uh, you would call this sort of a, uh, like, a general uh, machinery kind of, like, uh, what would you call it? It's sort of like a, uh, it would be a portable workshop, is what it is almost. Yeah. Like, there is a 3D printer, there's some, like, you know, uh, like, some more uh, heavy-duty, like, stationary, quote-unquote, uh, mechanical mm. work. Um, this is something that someone would use to... Uh, either repair a machine or to like field strip something that they might not have the parts for otherwise hmm. or to like look up uh what a part means actually you think this thing is probably a uh, like satellite internet connected okay. uh, ironically enough um but you get that much but you don't have like a maker model on it cuz it actually seems like it might be kind mm. of a uh, a homebrew job almost okay mm. um so you get that much from it um, what are the consequences from here? Um, because I also do have to give you a thing for success, too. What I'll say is, what you get for the limited, uh, success half is I'm going to tick this, uh, stranger clock up to three. Okay. 
because um, that seems appropriate. Um, and for consequences, okay, I I think I know what happens here. So I'm going to do uh, one of the desperate consequences, which is choose one risky consequence and one controlled consequence instead. Okay. So I'm going to do that. First, you get the uh, controlled consequence. Um, and what this is, is while you're scanning this thing and Volk is stationary, uh, a shot rings out. Oh. Ooh. And a very large bullet uh, <laughs> tears through the cockpit and clips you in the shoulder. Oh. Damn. Oof. Okay. And we get like Hell a yeah. shot of someone cast in shadow, like swearing that, the, that there wasn't a, a shot down that happened. Like, <laughs> in, you know, like, fuck, I thought that was... Ugh. Um, so you're gonna take level one harm shoulder graze. Sure. Uh, it didn't hit you very bad. It did, you know, tear your, tear part, tear, tear, like, the outside of the shoulder, but, like, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the risky consequence, though, is we cut back mm. to the, uh, sort of forest scene and the Rust Valley, and we get these shadows moving, right? Mm-hmm. And you hear a radio chatter, like, and, a voice, and, like, a, you know, a male voice of some kind says... We have confirmation of uh, shots ringing out again from the scene uh, of the of the uh, anomaly. Uh, Vanguard, you are advised to uh, approach alone, uh, and we will uh, meet you there. Ooh. And then from this large black shape, uh, a smaller one uh, emerges forward and quickly outpaces it. Um, and this uh, mystery clock is now going to be four of eight. Ooh, cool. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Because... Um, so so you were able to identify uh, that it's, mm. you know, that it's that, and that also, like, you just got shot while standing around uh, looking at it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, first things first, Bella gets on comms and uh, is is kind of checking your shoulder over, gets on comms and says, Hey, uh, boss man, somebody's shooting at me uh, from <laughs> point termite. Uh, we've taken a little bit of damage, but, uh, but don't worry. I got this handled. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and well. by the way, there's this workshop thing here and, um, I can't tell, <laughs> I can't tell who made it, but it looks like a patch job. So I think you should probably ask our, uh, our dragon teeth buddies uh, if they know anything about it. Anyways, uh, I'll talk to you in a minute. I'm going to light this motherfucker up. <laughs> so, I, you know what? First, what I think I, sh- I think we should establish like our comm situation mm-hmm. because I've been going over our gear and I'm not 100% sure what. So, what I I'm- think by default uh, is what I'll say is because you have the throat mics by default and things like that. Mm. So, my thinking of this is that it's MGS3 style gotcha. where it's you have a, a mic that is just. Like it is a choker, basically. That mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. is is what the equivalent of that is, and you probably gotcha. have an earpiece, and gotcha. those are probably just on an open channel or a channel that you open yourselves. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a choker and an earpiece. Damn, we styling. Yeah, we very, <laughs> very I mean, that's, that's how it looks in MGS three. It can mm-hmm. look like whatever you want it to, uh, but that's what I know throat mics for, from. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, I think that. In that case, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to open, I'm going to, (laughs) all right, I'm going to turn to the person who, um, I've just been grilling, and I know that the last thing I got from her is that she definitely feels like she's on the back foot, 
and you know yeah. her whole situation is. So In fact, you're you're pretty sure at this point everyone in this crew probably feels like they're on the back foot. Okay. No one wants to be here. <laughs> All right. Um Okay, so he is going like so he, you know, does the thing where he like puts his like fingers to where an ear would be on a human and he like just sort of like he just sort of nods and said, um, understood. And he turns to the person he, he is, he turns to the leader and says, all right, here's the situation. You just told me that you're more afraid of us than we should be of you. And I'm inclined to believe you here, but here's the situation. One of my pilots just got shot. Given the circumstances, the logical assumption would be that this is some sort of trap laid by your side. If it is not, and you do not want to face retaliation for that, I would suggest you give us any information you can about what it might be, and any help you can in dealing with it. And uh, that's going to be a command. <laughs> it certainly the fuck sounds like one. Okay, um... Yeah, let me think here. So... Yours, I think we established last time you were still in a just a regular risky position. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think at least to start here that hasn't changed or anything. Um, as for effect, um, let me think. So I always say I'm always just inclined to go you know risky standard by default, but I want to know if there's anything that I should modulate this with. No, I'm going to say standard, uh, because there's, it's kind of a, a mix of A, she doesn't want things to get worse, but B, she also mm-hmm. doesn't trust you. <laughs> right. So. That, <laughs> that makes sense. Hmm. Uh. So I'm gonna say this is risky standard. Unless okay. You, you I'm, know, uh, off, unless you do anything else to, to offset that. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, ooh, um, hmm. Ah, oh, I'm tempted to spend stress, but also I feel like things are about to get more stressful. So, <laughs> I'm going to ration right for right now. And rolling 2d6, I got a 5. A 5, okay, on a on a risky standard, a f- mixed success. The fun thing about this system that's always the part that takes the time is figuring out the good part and the bad part of a roll at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, let's start with uh, risky consequences, because I think that might actually be the easier thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to start talking, and then I'll figure out what the actual mechanical effects of this are. Mm-hmm. So you come at her with this, right? That that one of your pilots has just been shot. Um, I think that on a mixed success, she goes on the defensive a bit. Like, why the hell do you think I know anything about that? All my people are, and then she like stops and like like, taps her, like, taps an earpiece. Just like, Buzzer, you're still in the ship, right? And then, like, is clearly waiting for a response and doesn't get one. Oh. And she's like, fuck, fuck, god damn it. Oh, um, oh. oh no, Buzzer! Um, so then we cut back, uh, while I'm still trying to figure out the things, to uh, Red's scene. Uh, Red, you just got shot, obviously, um, and you're, you know, repositioning yourself. And we get a shot of this guy who looks, um, actually, you know, I'll put, uh, his, his icon in the thing, cause it's, Ooh. uh, uh, it would be a, per- cause we'll actually get, like, the scene is, like, the pic would have him. 
But uh, for radio audience, he's almost this kind of uh, more gaunt, uh, slightly more uh, like paranoid-looking almost uh, take on Harry Dubois from Disco Elysium. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh shit! Oh, uh, kind of this uh, bedraggled-looking uh, like guy with longer hair, uh, unkempt uh, facial hair, wearing a big coat. Uh, and we see him, like, running out of this factory holding this big, long rifle in his hand Jeez. trying to get the cover. Uh, so right. we see that. And so what I think <laughs> we get here is on the progress, uh, we get... I think we're going to max uh, HP vulnerability for this, Honeybee's vulnerability. Okay. Um, because you know, A, aside from being on the back foot, B, you also know that now, like... If you were to take it this way, you have the, like, beginnings of a thing that you could use as an excuse to uh, take this on the offensive for your right. secondary objective. You mm. know that they are on the back foot, and that now there is a, uh, there's, dis- there's disorder in the ranks. They have a loose cannon. There- there's disorder in the ranks in some capacity, and they have also just given you a cause to attack. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I am going to set this clock to being done. Choose side. Done. And then for your risky consequences now, um, I think the thing is, uh, is this a, no, that's actually a controlled consequence. Wow. So I'm going to do two controlled consequences then. Um, the first is that now the situation is desperate for, for you also, because she mm-hmm. is now, uh, harried. Um, the, and yeah, the second, so it first is desperate. Second is going to be that, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep going this way. Uh, mysterious figure in the, in the darkness of the woods, uh, is approaching with even more speed. And we're going to bump that from four to five out of eight. Approaching Orb Reaper or Termite? Uh, the map area generally. Okay. Like, it's still a good ways out. Okay. Um, if you, I, I will say, like, if you were to scan again, uh, the thing that was, like, probably like a, a hundred or 200 kilometers out now is now within the dozens. Cool. So it's, okay. it's very close. Um, All right. uh, so what's uh, the next move from anyone? Um, and yeah, so also we have a, actually let's cut for a moment uh, while this is all happening to golden boy and stiletto. Uh, nothing is different for you right yet because no one has gotten word of anything. So you are yeah. just kind of, I think at this point have been led to kind of an, engineer like an en- not an engine room maybe but like an engineering room more generally like there's lots of kinds of machinery around and uh different ship important devices and it's like all right if you want to take a look at this uh i mean we got an eye on you obviously yeah. but mm-hmm. of course and uh, so and the armed guards just stand there and there's some other people in here too who are uh doing work uh no one who immediately jumps out at you though Okay, uh, I think that, uh, Giuseppe might, uh, pull out a Palm computer with what useful programs. Ah. And, uh, what does that so, do? So that is a book-sized computer with handy but simple apps. And I would think that maybe one of the things would be, like, a part lookup thing. Like, just, <laughs> like, just, like... A general, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah um, sure. And so Giuseppe's gonna kind of like put in like the size and shape of the thing and try and figure out like get get some information on what the part is. 
Um, so, like, is actually doing something, which is exciting, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> without needing to use any skills. Um, and also, like, is gonna generally be like, hey, buddy, rough night, haha. And. <laughs> To, to, to the part, one of the oh, one of the engineers, and he's like, "Yeah, shit, I fucking guess so." Jesus, <laughs> like, like I don't need your sass, kid. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was just trying to trying to sympathize. So, with you. uh, so you're using this item. Like, are you trying to roll something specific, or are you just like, like, what, what's uh, I your, might be uh, carousing, trying um, to carousing. Is, is it carouse consort? So, <laughs> Carouse would be a real So fun what is your moment. objective with the consort here? Because it sounds like you're kind of doing two different things a little what? bit. I'm trying sense. Yeah, so I'm I'm mingling with allies allies and acquaintances. I think these are firmly on the acquaintance side <laughs> rather than the allies. Uh, so I'm trying to get uh, access to uh, like making a good impression on these people and like get their trust a little bit oh okay, okay. So I, I thought you were getting out your because you had gotten a thing that was a small book like are you yeah. using the item for this role at all because i'm not sure how it factors in i don't think it does it it doesn't it's just a prop so yeah. you can just yeah. you can you can it's... unmark that for now and then remark it if you need it okay <laughs> got say. it yeah so don't, don't worry about that um so yeah what i'll give you by that by default is like in here where people were like you know, there hasn't been any news of anything happening yet. Um, I'm going to say this is a risky standard still. Okay. And then I have one in consort. So I will do the roll. Man, it feels weird coming from the end of Blades in the Dark into, like, new characters. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh no, oh no. And it's like, Lo- it's Low fine. stats, no moves. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. go. A, four. a four. So a mixed success. So, um... What I'm going to do, so, like, obviously, like, you're just making small talk, trying to get to know these people. And what I will say is I will give you a new clock. I'm going to start that uh, for a controlled thing. Then tick it once. We're going to call it, uh, I don't know, we're going to say it's an eight tick, let's say. And we're going to call it uh, Honeybee's Trust. So the degree to which they trust... We'll figure out when it's done, whether it's you specifically or the whole crew, but uh, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and do the, uh, since it's a, it was a standard, I'm going to start this clock and mark it twice, so it's going to be a two of eight. Um, just actually getting the clock thing written down there, um, which we trust, that's not the right size of text, but whatever. Uh, wait, no, I can change it. That's too small. There we go. <laughs> um... <laughs> Going to go ahead and set that to two. And for the consequence here, for the mixed success, uh, we're going to say that you're, you know, doing the uh, make nice here. And, uh, yeah, um, I can also do the, the control ones for this. Um... Yeah, I think what happens is for the consequences. I'm going to do the two, uh, the two controlled again because it seems appropriate. Uh, the first thing that happens is while you know you're getting started on this, uh, there is, uh, you hear some like some crew chatter, and even though you don't know what that is right now, you get the sense that in like 
I'm going to say after whatever Gabriel does, however it works, like after that, the situation is going to become desperate. Mm. Um, so that's the first part. The second part <laughs> is that is that again uh, that the mystery clock ticks one up as something okay. is moving as something is like we get a shot of it like picking like like there's a uh a, like a computer voice just like anomaly picked up on radar you are within uh within 20 kilometers let's say so it's rapidly approaching mm. um Oof. yeah so yeah that's the consequences for that um uh, stiletto do you have anything you're doing in this room uh, as things are maybe about to uh, get uh okay you, you, sen- so, you sense a, a, a nervous energy developing in the room. Okay, so my idea before was to find out, just ask them what they need and if it's something we can get a hold of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like they I don't know would, if I need to roll for that. Plus I feel like they would just tell you. I think yeah. the problem is whether or not you know what the fuck it is. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, okay. Yeah, because I think they like they are ostensibly helpful. Like, but you're you have a, you have you know in uh, conceded that your conceit for coming in here is that you're just kind of lying about. <laughs> like, yeah, I can totally fix that. You say, uh, not meaning it actually. Um, so they yeah. Probably, so maybe you know, would maybe that's you, but expect that you know what the fuck they're talking about. Oh, okay. So, so it might and I wouldn't be, be like, able to yeah, use yeah. that information for anything. Um, if we can use uh, Goldie and his uh, Palm Pilot here to, yeah, see. I believe that's also a that that's also a, an item you have access to. Yeah, I, I can do that. Yeah, so you could definitely right. uh, use that, and then because um, my instinct here is to say it's an engineering role when you're just like, hey, what's this fucking machine? Uh, do I know what this is? Or like, actually, no, I could also. I mean, I could say study or survey too, but like it doesn't matter for you. It doesn't matter. I, I, um, Gabriel does not do any of those things, especially. Well, so <laughs> yeah, so it I'm can happy be, to do engineer. It, yeah, I can be engineer, and then like because you're spending the item, my inclination here is to give you an extra dice because it's like you're supplementing take- a skill that you don't have, so you'd be rolling one d instead of worst of two. Yeah, I'm. Um, I might not know a lot about engineering, but I can like. Look what's, on what, what's uh, your like for parts on uh, the computer. I'm tempted to do another tactical genius thing. Hey, what's your tactical um, genius thing? And it's sort of a similar situation. <laughs> we're coming in. We're dealing with like a wrecked ship. Maybe I've got some like little engineering. Okay, I know none of us do this, but I like I know none of us do our own like ship maintenance. However, I was up on Wikipedia and I found some stuff about basic problems so here are these pamphlets that you guys have <laughs> yeah so it's like you don't have engineer either but you do have study right. and i could totally see you just like i have made a a list of what the most likely possible problems are yeah it's like um, it's like the 099 diagram it's like this is where there's like the the engine goes to the yeah <laughs> exactly. oh, okay great so, so this is so this is free for you it's the last of your tactical geniuses um uh-huh. So, what are you giving uh, Gabrielle here? Are you giving her an extra dice, a uh, better circumstance, or less uh, risk? And I would say this is going to be, again, by default, a risky standard. And then I think, like, regardless of what the, uh, like, the like the actual consequence of, like, a, any role might be, like, the situation is going to become desperate after this because of okay. like, the consequence of the prior role. Okay. So, um uh, I feel like two dice is sort of a healthy starting point people want to be at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. like, yeah. Dice? yeah. 
Extra All right, you've got 2d6 Risky Standard Engineer. Let's this roll tact- them bones. This tactical genius out. ability is really pretty yeah, helpful. It's, it's smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. In uh, Blades in the Dark, uh, Crowl, I think, had access to something similar mm. because it's a, a derivative of the uh, of that playbook, but okay. I don't know if it was ever taken or used or anything like that. Risky Standard, etc. Et 2d6 gameplay. Okay. Oh, five and a four, respectable. Nice. Cool. So I think the thing is here, and I'm going to take up, I have, you'll see there's an unmarked six step clock on here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start and mark that up one because what this, uh, clock is, is it's ship repair. Ah, mm. um, okay. And so, like, it's going to be a thing, but it's possible. Um, uh, but what you do know is, like, that is actually uh, on the list, right, that uh, that boss gave you uh, of, like, the part that was described. And you read, you uh, you know, you consult it and you figure out what it is. Uh, the problem is you realize what they're talking about is basically the equivalent of, like, if your engine belt broke, mm-hmm. which is to say it is a very complicated, expensive, and difficult fix. Right. Uh-huh. Like, the part they need isn't something that can, that's just, like, you know, some hot glue and a prayer in all likelihood anyway. Uh, not ruling it out. I mean, who <laughs> knows? Uh, but, the, yeah, the issue is that the thing that they broke that is broken is something that is just straight up going to be uh, difficult for them to... Uh, like actually replace, mm. but gotcha. you know what's wrong with it, and as far as you can tell, that's the thing that's wrong with it. Also, um, do you risky consequences? Do that- oh well, I this, what I'm going to do. Part of it is because I started the clock and and ticked it once, and that is that, and like that's a uh, what I will say is I think part of the consequence is that a, is that this is a uh, because I also I only mark this once. It's a limited effect. Uh, not uh. a uh, full effect because it's a controlled consequence, just like reduce the effect level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just straight up like, you know what's wrong with it, but it doesn't really help you much more than knowing what's wrong with it. The uh, second thing that happens here, this is normally something I'm only supposed to use on a failure, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it for this because it feels like it makes sense. You're not going to be able to continue advancing this clock by doing internet research, basically. Like, gotcha. you have gotten That's the fair. extent of what you are going to get out of this, shy of actually mm. getting the part or fixing it or whatever else. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And so now, um, as you kind of have that realization and you know what's up, is when the chatter starts to fill the room that, uh, I believe the, the words you hear is Buzzer's gotten himself in fucking trouble again. <laughs> um, and that's when we're cutting <laughs> to Red. Hey! Uh, so what what have you been doing in like the elapsed like I don't know minute or two since you were last on screen? Oh. Uh, we saw last we saw is the person who shot you running out of the building somewhere, but we don't know where. Um, hmm. My instinct- worth noting your the, the building's still collapsing. You're still yep. in a desperate position, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Okay. You okay. did also just say I'm about to light this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, that is actually just my instinct. Is that uh, yeah. let's just do it. Let's just roll with it. Uh, you gonna light a motherfucker? I'm up? I'm gonna light this motherfucker up. Actually, right, what, what are you, what are you that... shooting, and how are you shooting it? Yeah, uh, is what, what happens is that Red uh, Volk turns around, and Red uh, brings his arm up, and the the plates. 
yeah, I'm going to go with this. I was like, how am I going to use, how am I going to give Volk weapons? What is that going to look like? But uh, what it looks like is that the the light metal plating on Volk's arm slides away. It like kind of goes like chink, 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 slides away. Ooh. And the like the weird uh, synthetic muscle that makes up the body underneath the armor kind of twists and uh, turns into, finally get to mark my first piece of vehicle gear, a fine machine gun. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, she just turns where the shot came from and just peppers wherever it came from. Just kind of like in a nice long <laughs> Just line. in that general direction. Just kind of spray and pray. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. So... Man, okay, so first off, this is Desperate. I believe it's going to be great because you're using a mech scale weapon against a single infantry person. Is my <laughs> um, that seems appropriate to me. Um, this is going to be a... I don't think it's battle. battle. Or I don't think destroy, I think. I, I believe it would be... It's not destroy... Well, I see. I was looking at bombard, and it said you could use saturate. Oh, saturation bombardment. Yeah. Well, bombardment. Bombard is use vehicular weapons designed to attack har- targets beyond human sight or like long right. range stuff. But also, you are kind of just doing suppressing fire yeah. in an area. So my instinct here is I'm going to give you bombard cool. and then think about it later. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say bombard. It seems like a good middle ground between your two point skill and your zero point skill. Sure. So that's going to be desperate great. Um, are you pushing yourself or trying to solicit any collateral or mm. anything else? Already got two stress. Yeah, let's push ourselves. Well, stress uh, is not the thing you'd be using here. Oh. Because you're doing a mech oh, action. Oh, right, because it's a mech action. You would be spending quirks. Okay. Um, mm. and I would have, to, I like, well, we'll get into the mechanics of, like, how recovering spent quirks works in downtime. Sure. But it is, like, the thing you use to do, uh, push, to push yourself or resist consequences while in a mech. Mm-hmm. And similarly to suffering a, uh, a trauma in Blades in the Dark, if your mech, uh, if you spend all your mech's quirks, it goes into a breakdown. Right. Uh, in which case there will be some stuff to get into there. Right. But, you okay. know. Um... I don't want to use the quirk yet because I feel like, uh, not to, to be too metagamey, but uh, I feel like there are probably be bigger things on the horizon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, than a fair. single person with a big gun. To, yeah. So um, I think I might just do the one dice. Or Okay. Okay, one other question before we... I don't want to slow us down yeah, too much. What's but up? can I reduce the effect in exchange for a second dice? Um... I will allow it. Cool. Uh, because you, because that, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's, that's fine. I think it's, I'm, I'm, I, it, I feel it's not like, like a, it's, it's just like a, to, I guess to art, to make a, a point for it's, it. In it's the just fiction. The thing it's is not like, like I'm actually shooting at him. It's really more so that she's just kind of lighting up an area, you know? Yeah. And, but I mean, obviously the thing I will say is that like, there's a good chance that on a great, if you, if you like roll well, mm-hmm. he's just, he's like, gone. Yeah. Um, oh no. But like well. realistically, if, even if you succeed on this, like it is going to be something that really fucks him up mm-hmm. probably, but he's still going to be uh, a threat potentially. Okay. That'll work just fine. Okay. 
Um, yeah. <sighs> would love it if one of these fives would turn into a six magically. Um, <laughs> uh, magically, but you have a mixed success on a... It's now a desperate standard, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on your mixed success, you fucking rip... I just want to say rip shit, but that's like a weird <laughs> turn of phrase for this. You you uh, just unleash a hail of like highly and uh, like overtuned gunfire because it's like a quirk. You didn't spend any quirks on this, but like that's a thing that your thing has. So I'm just gonna say like it is like just very sudden, loud, destructive machine gun fire that tears down like a wall and then the wall behind it mm-hmm. and then the wall behind it. <laughs> Um, and for the, like, mixed success part of this, uh, I'm going to, for the standard, yeah, I'm going to bump the stranger clock from three to five, so that's almost done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's somewhere, like, in a different, uh, building, I think, uh, fiddling with something off screen, and he, like, a single stray bullet, like, lands just close enough to him to do, like, shrapnel splash damage to, like, an ankle. Sure. And he, Jeez. like, yelps uh, in pain because it hurts. Right. Um, but, you know, doesn't take... That's, like, otherwise he's, like, fine. Um, and then for the consequences part of this on a desperate, which, you know, desperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know what? Um, this is going to be technically an under-delivery, but I think it's fine, because, uh, it would- I'm going to pick the one that's tick up a clock by three, uh, except it'll only be two, (laughs) because, uh, uh, we get a- we get a cutaway of a silhouetted figure in the cockpit of a mech, uh, computer voice saying, next scale gunfire confirmed, uh, eight kilometers south of present location, and the shot we get, uh, because I made art for this, because I was yes. suspected it would come up. Yes, yes, yes. We get a shot of a mech appearing over the uh, the the forested the forest and hills of the area. Uh, a flying thing and huge, mm. uh, basking in sunlight and with this strange alien shape to it. Uh, that you don't recognize, but someone in your party does. Mm. Fuck. Uh, no. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> and you see this. Oh. No. Uh, for oh. the listeners at home, it is something <laughs> resembling an, a, a butterfly, almost, with these gigantic oh. wings <laughs> of, like, big <laughs> tubes and energy waves connecting them, uh, and a halo antenna situation uh, coming off of its head. Uh, just cast like shadow cast in sunlight, uh, and and this thing is here. Uh, its name is Apophenia, but you don't know that yet. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Cool. Um, do I see so, this thing? Yeah. So you you probably do actually. I feel like what happens is like you fire the rest of the fucking uh warehouse collapses around you basically i think something falls and and scraps that little con- that little computer next to you mm-hmm. uh thing like the entire warehouse has just sort of like collapsed around you and you like look around and that's when you see it because even though it's far away this is a you can tell immediately this is a like large scale mech mm-hmm. this mm. is like Probably not, you know, Kraken big, but similar mm-hmm. uh, uh. in that size class kind of deal. 
And, like, you can see it gleaming off the sunlight, and you can, like, you can feel it looking at you. Cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's cut to someone else for now, because we'll get to that. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, I feel like there needs to be, we need to get, so, uh, I think it's been, let's say boss, it's been the longest since you've had, uh, stuff doing, mm-hmm. uh, what is, what's, like, What's the situation look like for you? Because we had uh, this lady try and ring uh, someone named Buzzer. Uh, you don't right, know right. who that was yeah. about. Uh, is in something of a panic uh, about that. Um, is uh, seems to have like turned away to uh, call some messages to the ship. Uh, someone, uh, the armed guard nearby is kind of kind of like standing around tensely. Uh, captives kind of looking around i think eureka's like hey what the, what the fuck is is mm. she's like i'm i want she's like staring at the guy who has the gun just like <laughs> you 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 just wait you wait <laughs> um okay well i think uh, obviously i am pretty tense about this whole situation um I, I'm pretty sure that Ray can handle herself, but there is, uh, obviously some unknown elements going on, and so I am, uh, so I am, uh, turning to her and saying, um, listen, this situation has not been under your control since the moment you made this crash landing. Taking these hostages has only complicated matters for you and put yourselves and now my team in a dangerous position tell me what you know about this buzzer and maybe we can just make this all sort out in a way where everyone gets out of here unharmed okay uh that sounds like consort to me yes uh taking the Uh, softer approach um obviously we're in desperate situation right now Mm -hmm. um by default, I'm going to say standard effects still. The, uh, if you the, wanted to argue for sway, might make more sense, but also oh yeah um, yeah yeah uh, that's uh, yeah. that's probably the thing that I meant. Uh, apologies. Yeah, uh, it's okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. sway and not con- not consort. You're not consorting this. You're swaying this. Okay, I've uh, got less of a die. I've got one less die there. I am going to. Um, I am going to give you a collateral die uh, just for. Uh, not correct for for not allowing me to uh <laughs> give you that one i'm just going to give you an extra die for that uh, you're very for... generous with the dice today but i really can't argue against eh, it you know. fan of the players etc etc um yeah six. Oh, thank god hey a unmitigated <laughs> success so she like pulls away from her calm whatever she's doing and she looks like she's about to chew you out and she's like Look, Buzzer's one of ours. He's fine. I told him to stay put, but he seems to have got it in his head that he should go check out the warehouse district that we plowed through to see if they have a replacement part, even though I told him not to. And by the sound of it, he's getting himself into a good amount of trouble. So I hope I hope you understand that I'm not exactly thrilled about this situation either. I understand you're not, and you probably would be even less so if you knew that he was got, getting himself in trouble with an ace pilot in an experimental mech. So, 
If yeah, that would make me pretty upset, actually. <laughs> I would not be happy to hear that. It's maybe the dumbest thing he's ever done. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> um, hmm. Let's so see. My, in- my instinct yeah. here for the full success is to give you points towards the trust thing, yeah. maybe? That sounds good to me, too. Yeah, okay, so this is a standard, so I'm going to go ahead and tick that up to four of eight. So, like, there's obviously a development of some, you know, repartee or whatever the fuck happening here. Uh, Even if she doesn't convey as much, appreciates you being relatively even-handed about the situation where you could have easily just gotten very aggro about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, So, yeah. Bump up four. Uh, Do you have any other kind of, like directions you're pursuing here or like what's your next line of inquiry uh, okay um let's see um i think i am going to like like tap my like throat mic um which i think <laughs> no i was going to say like oh maybe i like do that with a tentacle but i think i've like made the like executive decision that they're not very like motile mm-hmm. so oh um, darn it so, <laughs> so, he, so he so he presses the throat mic to um get to let's say uh stiletto and says the situation is deteriorating here there may be rogue elements but it looks like the the crew hierarchy itself could be open to negotiation i need you to do whatever you can to establish a establish a firm foothold here before things get any messier. Hmm. Foothold? What do you mean foothold? Social foothold. And and I need them to trust us. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so on it's boss. Just like my whole appeal is supposed to be that people don't really trust me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna relay the information to Goldie. Uh, all right, just, yeah, just sort of like uh, yeah, just still on the like the sub vocal throat mic. It's like all right, Golden Boy, uh, boss wants the guys in here to trust us, so keep doing what you're doing. On it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey. are you two doing anything with in, in hey, this mode? Things are hey, things are gonna get hey, panicked in here. Hey Saturn, can I feel her? Yes. You absolutely can. <laughs> God um, damn it. <laughs> the worst part is that you know, you know that if you can feel her and you haven't been, you didn't expect her to show up and didn't like, you know, prepare yourself to try and hide your, your vibes or whatever, she knows you're here too. <laughs> damn and it. that's when, uh, the, uh, a message comes over the ship's comms loud and clear of a, uh, an older woman's voice. Uh, and she says, Profligates, be damned, I have come to destroy you. And begins open fire, opening fire on the ship. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Alright. Uh, like, I'm going I, to, uh, I, and because we get they, the, because we get the, uh, like the shot of her in her cockpit, I think in the anime, I'm actually going to, uh, I keep talking about the anime like it's, you know, a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. No, I understand. It's, in, uh, where it's been happening put... in your head. I can one. find it if you want. No, I, I know it's I know it's I have it in my DM history with you because I wanted to give you a preview, but uh I just have to I thought I had it actually saved on my computer and I didn't. That's fine. 
So we get um, the shot of her in the mech, and she's this uh, kind of older, uh, fully fe- like full, fuller featured uh, elf woman with this like blown back silver hair and these bright, piercing gold eyes. Okay. Uh, just looking like she is ready to destroy the first thing that uh, deigns to speak to her. Um, I am going to put her picture in the beam saber chat as well. The specific the specific reference that I gave to Saturn was Flemeth from Dragon Age Two specifically. Oh my god! (laughs) And I decided, like, you know what? Fuck it. We're since I play enough in the Metal Gear of this with the throat mics and everything, it's also going to be fucking like a like B the boss, C Big Mama, etc. etc. It's the most. <laughs> it is and the she, most powerful women in video games. And, and she is <laughs> voiced by Kate Mulgrew. I will have you know. Let's go. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. So, um, this giant, like, wind chime butterfly mech is how I'm going to describe it. Uh, it flaps its wings forward, and then those tubes that make up its wings start spinning and just start pelting the ship with rounds. Ah, uh, damn Oof. it! Uh, well, can we say like right before it, I was like, "Boss, we have a pro- boss, we have a pro," and then that that happened. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's absolutely. a problem. There's a problem. Okay. <laughs> Correct. I have um, an idea for how I'm going to react, but I feel like I just gave orders to you guys, so you are free to act first. <laughs> I say what you do here over the comms immediately after, and I guess what you see, uh, boss, uh, in like immediately is just uh, this woman barking into no one. No one still ever asked her her name, so I feel weird about just actually referring to her as such. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna not. Um, she barks into her own throat mic, and just everybody battle stations, and people start to scramble. Okay. Um- uh, so. I'm gonna. Can I quickly just like look at the guards and be like, "Hey, I need to get to my mech right now. I need to get to my mech right now. I need to get out of here and get to my mech right now. This is a bigger problem than us right now. It, please trust no, me. No, no one's stopping you. No, no, no. Okay. One's, yeah, yeah, everyone's too too yeah, busy uh, getting into their getting into their like seats or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. We get the outside of like the ship like being pelted by the bolts, and then, like, we see these gunnery battalions on the outside just start to, like, come to life. Uh, mm. Yeah, what's everyone doing? Oh. Okay, so... I am remote-controlling my mech to come oh. to me, so I have oh, a mech nice. remote control. I'm gonna mark that. Ooh, okay. I I really want to know what a mech remote control looks like for you, specifically. Yeah, yeah I you, think you it's have, just a headband, juice. honestly. I think oh, Giuseppe shit. has, like, a cool... Uh, circlet on right now that uh, he uses to control the mech when he's in it too uh, and he's just like tapping the temple of it uh, like just like trying to it, it, like locations and stuff using psionic like like uh, like knowledge of where he is to cool. to get the mech to be like where he's coming out all right, yeah, and I think we get the shot of uh, Abathar uh, lifting slowly off the ground, flapping its wings just once, and then uh, taking off towards the uh, entry port. Um, what else? What are other people doing in this moment? Uh, you, like, there's about to be a scene shift a little bit, so I just want to know what everyone's. Uh, huh? Is it everybody in the orb weaver that you're talking about? Uh, everybody in the ship, that's point yeah. orb weaver, but yeah, everyone else is yeah. there. I mean, you can tell me what you're doing too, because you just notice this ship, this like big mech, show up and start firing on the fucking uh, place where all your friends are. Oh yeah, no, uh, you guys go ahead. Well, friends, I don't, I don't know <laughs> that close yet. <laughs> Coworkers. 
Um, no, y'all go Liabilities. <laughs> Liabilities. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Gabrielle will get to the mech, basically. Like, how far is it? Uh, it's like a kilometer away. Oh, God, I can't... Yeah, it would That's be... It would, it's gonna It's gonna be a hell of a sprint. Uh, what I will say is, like, you can do that, and it'll take, like, some time. But, can Gabrielle like, come with me in the mech, and I can give her a ride to her mech? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely doable as long as it's only the two of you. You can't fit three. Like they're very okay, specific. Cool. Like like you can take an upgrade to fit more than one person, but generally a mech has like <laughs> the cockpit is you, and then maybe someone else squeezed them. Maybe. Alternatively, I just realized um, it hasn't been marked yet. But if you brought the blue Dahlia to us, like that, could, like if. If I can, like, very quickly do something with these, um, like, hostages, that we could use that to get them out of here. So, I could uh, I could also spend a point for a uh, remote control. Remote vehicle control. If you want to. Yeah. Uh, like, while you're okay. figuring that out, like, like, so, like, boss, what is your line yeah, of communications let's... here? Like, are you giving this order? Okay, or... yes. Cut. Um... All right. Um, he is uh, well. He is also getting out his own like remote mech at this thing, but I think okay. So he is like okay. Yeah. So he's definitely all right. We have an incoming hostile third party mech. Um, everyone to the um. Everyone needs to arm up, um, and I think he is going to like do one last like. Am I allowed to do something that's like a roll right now? Hey, fuck it. Why not? Okay. Tell me what you're um, doing. Like, as he is getting out his own, like, remote control, like, stuff, he is going to, uh, he's going to look at the enemy leader, and he is going to say, if you don't want your bargaining chips in the line of fire, then I would suggest allowing us to relocate them. Uh, that sounds like a sway to me. It's going to be desperate, and it's going to be, it's going to be desperate limited. Okay. Because, uh, and what I'll say is, and something that you'd probably know while saying this, like, Mm -hmm. you, they would, like, safety regardless, these hostages are their only bargaining chip, and there is nothing guaranteeing their safety once the hostages are gone. Yeah. So it's going to be desperate limited by default. Is it okay if I just mulligan and don't do that, then? (laughs) Because I I mean, like, yeah, if you don't want to, I was going to say, you can always do stuff to bring that up, you know, but, like... I could, um... It's just, you know, there, there is potential, like, it is a risk-reward thing, literally. Uh, so it depends what you want to do. Right. Um, oh, oh, wait, you know what? Okay, I'm, go- I'm going to word it differently. And yeah, it's, going to, um, it's going to be, like, I know those three pilots are only bargaining chips right now. But, uh, but that did not sound like a royal blue. That did not sound like royal blue to me. And I don't think that... And I think that if you let them in their mechs right now, that would be a lot more helpful to you than letting them get shot up along with you. Now, what I will say is their mechs are toast, and you would know that. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Like, I in the, in the uh, like, the sort of lead up for, like, the scene setting thing or whatever, their mechs are just destroyed, strewn around this big oh, thing. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. mind if I do one more again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're good. good. You're good. Okay. One more again. I, I am here for however you are going to try to get your way in this uh, and take advantage of this bad position. So I'm like, by all means. I mean, you could always just punch her in the face and grab I the could. people. There, I is could an, def- there is another guy with a gun in here. Just so oh, you true. know. Yeah, that is a good point. Yes. Okay. So um, 
And just for the record, I'm going to keep all of this in so people can yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate how the... hard I'm fighting for this. Uh, um, I don't I don't know who described it as this, but uh, this this specific system of the game is about negotiating the consent of action. Oh yeah, right. Um, it's going to say. I know these three are only bargaining chips right now, but they're also trained frontline soldiers, and I think that they'd be a lot more useful if you, um, useful out of those handcuffs right now than in them, because mm-hmm. right now we are both getting shot at. Okay. Um, my instinct is still to say Desperate Limited, but I will hear arguments otherwise. Uh, you know what? I am, I am fine with that, and okay. I am going to push myself. I am up to... Uh, four right now, and I am going to. Um, I have a suggestion for a collateral die. Yeah, please tell me. Okay. And I will say, uh, if anyone like, I will sometimes suggest collateral, but for the most part, if y'all have an idea for like what you take as a collateral, just be like, hey, would you do a collateral for this? Mm-hmm. And I am right. more than willing to field that anytime. Okay, at least give me Eureka so that she doesn't. <laughs> um. So, um, if. Yeah, actually, what I was going to say is, what if you, like, put a couple ticks on Eureka Trouble? Um, okay, in what way is Eureka getting in trouble? No, or I is mean, this going to be more Eureka getting mad? Like, what's your, what's, what's, um, I'm, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, I should save that for consequences. Um, yeah, okay, what I'll say is, I'll give you an extra die, but no matter your degree of success or failure... Uh, Eureka is going to start causing some shit. Okay, that's that sounds fine. Okay, so I am up to three dice right now, um, and yeah, might as well just roll that. Yep, and it's gonna be desperate, uh, limited by default. Yep, I got a five, and well, I, could, I then the two extra dice did not do anything, so I wish I had pushed myself to increase my effect instead. That's well, okay. That's, that's that you know, Living lessons learned. learned, lessons learned. So you have a desperate limited on a mixed success. Um, you know what I'll give you? Because a mixed success uh, in a limited, like, you for a limited, you'd tick one on a clock. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to say here is, uh, she's like, she's like, you can take the box. And then, sure. yeah. uh, <laughs> like, and, and, uh, codename Looker steps forward, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, kind of, you described him as a Hugh Jackman-esque, uh, yeah. little, uh, lemur mole man kind of deal, like uh-huh. four feet tall. And he's like, all right, boss, tell me what you need me to do. Um. Yes, I love this guy. I love him. And, and like, and like the lady like takes his cuffs off kind of deal, uh, but he goes with you. So I'm going to take up one on the VIP's rescue clock Yay. because okay. she is, she is begrudgingly entrusting this one to your possession. Um, so now we get to get to the consequences, uh, which mm-hmm. is fun. Uh, because yes. it was a desperate position, which also, like, hey, if you didn't mark experience for that, roll mark experience for that real quick. True. Um, so you have desperate consequences, and also uh, mm-hmm. you have Eureka to worry about. Um, so, and also I will say, uh, if ever in doubt, like, you can, you know, spend stress or anything to uh, resist consequences as usual. Um, so the first thing we'll get through the Eureka thing out of the way because I think mm-hmm. Eureka's like, what the hell? Why aren't you sending me? I can kick their ass. <laughs> Fucking, I'm, I swear to God, and is like getting up in her face and yelling, uh, gets pushed to the ground again. Uh, and this mm-hmm. time, uh, I am going to tick both Eureka Trouble and Eureka Mad up by one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so sense. what that means is, A, obviously, like, if she the Trouble Bar fills, there's going to be problems. 
what uh, Eureka Mad being halfway full means is now every time you try to, you know, do something to her or command her or anything else to get her to calm down or change the way she's behaving, there is mm-hmm. going to be risk associated. Okay. Because oh. she um, she's now like, you are really, just, uh, you're letting me, you're, <laughs> I have to stay here? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, kind of deal. So that's okay. getting bumped to one. This is getting bumped to two. And now for the actual desperate consequences. Oh, uh, great. Yeah. I think this is a, a thing where I'm going to throw two risky con- or no, a risky and a controlled at you, because that's what the actual thing is. Um, the first is that because of Eureka is getting mad at you specifically, mm-hmm. and we've like, you know, tipped over that. There is a, a scene we get of Eureka, uh, fucking calling you every name in the book, basically. Mm-hmm. And you are going to take the level two harm offended. <laughs> oh no. Uh, because in this system, harm can be mental as well, or emotional, or social, or anything else. You are like so pissed off about this little brat; it is making <laughs> it is making it difficult to think straight. You squid boy. The, All right then. Yeah, it's some shit like that. I'm not going to repeat it because I don't want to like you know risk yeah. getting into any weird like because she's a human, you're a Titan, etc. Right, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get in any weird shit. The other thing I'm going to do is that. For this, um, yeah, let's say uh, I can adjust a clock by a tick as a consequence, but that doesn't necessarily mean up. Uh, And I think because uh, you are kind of doing a thing here that uh, the leader lady Mm -hmm. doesn't trust because she thinks you're trying to take advantage of the situation Mm. because you literally are, uh, Mm -hmm. I am going to bump... uh, the HB trust clock down to three as a, as the controlled consequence here. Okay. And that's, that's what you get saddled with for all that. All right. Okay. So with all of that, um, done, then I am going to, uh, pull on my, uh, like remote control thing. I am not going to like rush to get in because, I think that it's kind of important that I be where I am. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think that literally what uh, what it looks like for like a big clunky mech like the Kraken, it's like a it, it's it's basically like an Oculus Rift setup is what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> hell he's yeah. This, yeah. He's got this kind of chunky headset that he pulls on, and then he's got like maybe not like the weird little controller things. He's got like gloves. Um, and so, Ooh, cool. Yeah. And so, like, there are other remote things that might, like, put you in the position of, like, oh, now you're the mech, you know? Um, like, mm-hmm. you're looking out of sensors or whatever. For him, it's literally just, I think that there's, like, this little camera that descends from, like, the top of the cockpit. Um, and, <laughs> and from there, it's, it's like, he's just, like, in the cockpit and is, like, he is He's like on mech flight sim. Right. And this, he is this like thing is, this mech is so old that your piloting rig is like repurposed from VR training material. Exactly. Like yes. you basically have replaced most of your cockpit with like a fucking like <laughs> uh with a with a flight deck like, you know, simulator chair or whatever uh-huh. the hell else. Like very cool. I love it. I I I really like the idea that it's not the whole like <laughs> he is controlling this mech with like like VR setup, but instead of like doing a thing where he punches and the mech punches, he is like 
pulling levers with his VR yeah. hands. Um, you are in yeah. you are in a VR version of your cockpit in the VR. Yes. Like it's weird. Like yeah. you see like UI things or whatever for like the different levers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. So you're getting in there. Uh, I think a looker is just in there with you because cockpits have room for more than one. He doesn't really have anywhere else to go, so he's just kind of you know making himself uh, getting to a place where he's not going to get in the way of mm-hmm. anything. Right. Um, at least for the moment. Um, Goldie, Goldie and Stiletto, where where are you right now? Are you getting in your mechs, right? Yeah, I think, uh, the, the plan was that you there. were gonna ferry, you were gonna ferry, uh, her over to her mech, right? I think that, well, I think we decided that, uh, that she also has a remote control. Well, so, like, that, w- that was if, uh, that was if we needed, got the, yeah. okay. boss wanted me to scoop up the hostages. Yeah, which, that, okay. that's not what's happening. Yeah. So I'm gonna but save that, have... uh, low okay. point, if that's cool. And okay. so Red. I'm gonna so and so let's so I think I think it's safe to say everyone's getting to their mechs in one way or another. Red, what are you doing right now? Uh Red is immediately going to engage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're gonna you're gonna leave behind the guy who who was fucking with you uh, to go deal with this. Yeah, this uh, is a problem. way bigger problem than some guy with a sniper rifle. Um and in fact, I think uh what Red is gonna do Hey, Owen, you moved that you moved your mech closer, right? Mm-hmm. Um just because it's just because it's just gonna cool. jump off of yeah just because gonna it's leave cool. Uh, well, so you're you're clearing like multiple miles worth of terrain here uh-huh. as you're Mex- doing this. I, I will say Mexican move fast, but if you're worried about there being like a uh, difficulty of believability, like you, there's other options you have. Like you have the like one of the things that you can actually do specifically, Red, is one of your vehicle gears is a boosted reactor, mm-hmm. which is just literally like. You, like, it costs, like, you know, resources to refill, but it's basically just like, I need a for this action superpower boost, and mm-hmm. I can just do that. You also have, like, fine mobility suite, you sure. have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, you have, I'm, like, mechs can move fast enough. I'm inclined to say that this is fine, because I don't okay. think, because, like, 10 kilometers, like, even though it's big for us, it's, like, for mechs, they can move pretty fast. I don't think it would be, like, more than, you know, a 20, 30 second, I don't know, something like that. Also, I... I feel like the idea that a mech could move, you know, like 12 kilometers an hour or 12 kilometers in a minute or whatever is not like a crazy assumption if you're, okay. you know, you're putting putting the boosters on, so to speak. Right. Also, I figure I, we could fold it into the uh, to the into the maneuver role because that's what I'm gunning for. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. To, Absolutely. Uh, to do a maneuver role where Red uh, basically just burst out of the hole she very conveniently uh, carved out of this collapsing factory uh clears the distance and uses kraken like a vault to basically get a shoulder like get on its shoulder and jump to just immediately engage with uh apophenia yeah the the giant giant flight flying butterfly thing that Uh, is uh, also very huge I have this image because I remember that Kraken like got into a kneeling position to yeah, let Zephyr uh, yeah, 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 right. out. That it's like as uh, Kraken is like standing up, like 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 just like oh his knee and then his shoulder and then his head and then like mm-hmm. jumps up. <laughs> Great. So I'm going to give you. I think we are in a desperate position uh, mm-hmm. to start. Um. My inclination here is if you're not using any mech gear for this, is going to be standard by default. As I think the thing. My other thing is just like 
you are, I mean, you're engaging in gunfire with it, presumably, so Mm -hmm. I don't think the fact that it can fly and you might not be able to is not as big of a deal for that part, at least, so. Sure. I feel like I'm going to say Desperate Standard by default, unless anyone wants to throw in the assist. Mm, I'm looking at... I'm oh, are we on. in range? Um, well, I mean, oh, right. she is coming into range as part of this uh, yeah. move that she's doing. I think the only person that could really assist would be... Uh, I actually don't know if you can assist in mechs or not. Because there's not like a thing for it, because you spend quirks to either, you know, push yourself or... Or a resist thing. There's not like actually a mech hmm. group actions or mech thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say no on that for now. Yeah, it's fine. Um, is there any collaterals that you would happen to have an idea for, or do you just want to do it like that? Let's just do it like that and see what happens. All right. So you've got uh, your maneuver, which is yeah. oh, let's do a collateral. Hey, hey, all right, I'll give you a retroactive <laughs> collateral. Uh, what do you have in mind, if anything? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe just um, hmm. Hold on. This honestly sounds like a decent place to spend a quirk. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's actually what I would do. Um, I believe you just spend the one for pushing yourself and then tell me how you... Yeah, spend two stress or one quirk. Uh, So you spend one quirk and you tell me uh, how it is it's, you know, helping you for this. Um, uh, The quirk I'm going to spend is lightweight plating because that makes sense. This is a a small, light Mm -hmm. uh, mech that can just move insanely fast and ag- agilely with great agility. Yeah. With agility. There you I, go. <laughs> I, I respect that. So I believe... Oh, that gives that's you why a, it's called agility. Okay. Agility. Oh, yeah. I, I believe it gives wow. you an extra dice, but you might, have, you might have an option, but you do remember you are taking this because your first two didn't go so hot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead and throw an extra dice on there. I'm really afraid. No! Oh, no. Okay. So, on a desperate standard, an abject failure. Shit. Uh, well, this makes my job partly easier because I don't have to worry about telling you how it is you made progress on this part. <laughs> you just get hurt for it. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you do this fucking sick-ass maneuver, and I will say this maneuver is sick as hell. Cool. Uh, I will give you that much. It's very cool, uh, the thing. Um, but what happens, and uh, the thing that you're not expecting is that uh, this giant butterfly mech, right? At first, it starts diving towards you, and you're like, okay, it's going to come for an attack, now's my time to think. And then suddenly, its wings, the four of them, turn into legs. Oh. The the rods rearrange. And now suddenly, uh, while you think you have the upper hand, it smacks you down into the hull of this ship, and it is now standing on the ship, on these legs made of out of wind chime tubes. Okay. Uh, For your desperate consequence... Uh, you are going to take a level three mech damage. Uh, Smackdowned. Okay. Uh, smack can I down. invoke meat is cheap? Save the metal? Sure. Uh, you would take a level three harm yourself instead, mm-hmm. which is also going to be a problem. And if you resist this harm, you take a minus one day. Okay. What would I resist the harm with? Um, Because this is a failure for Expertise? A- yeah, so my inclination is to say it would be the expertise, even though the thing doesn't quite line up. So I'd say it's two dice, but you're losing one, so it's only a one dice to resist. Okay. And then, much like Blades in the Dark, it's whatever you roll. A six minus whatever you roll is how much stress you spend to do this. I kind of want to try it. Yeah, go for it. I think Absolutely. I, just, I think I yeah. just kind of want to try it, because just, yeah. you know. Yeah. We're hot. We're hotheads around here. We're hot. We're hot. Mm-hmm. Just a two. Okay, so spend four stress. Okay. Um, and what I'm going to do is, I believe resisting it bumps it down by one. 
That sounds um, right. I don't, yeah, so I don't have the reference quite, I don't have that reference handy. Um, so instead of being a level three mech damage, it's going to be a level two harm called, uh, let's call it whiplash. Uh, you get smacked down to the thing, and the mech is, like, fine, but, like, the interior cockpit situation gets, like, jiggled around like a, like a skull in someone's head, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like the, the, you know, have the description of a concussion, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, mm-hmm. the brain kind of smacking around inside of the skull. That kind of happens to you right now. <laughs> cool. I'll Just a little it. bit. Oh. Uh, yeah, and you, like, kind of, you got some blood coming from the forehead, et cetera, et cetera, looking all cool, uh, but <laughs> still just took a nasty hit. Um, the rest of you, uh, who are getting your situations resolved, there is, where there was a butterfly in the sky, there is now this strange four-legged thing standing on top of the ship in what appears to be a blind spot for the guns. Mm. Like, there's nothing up, there's, like, one gun up there, and it's actually, like, forward of where the mech is. Okay. Uh, And it's got your friend, uh, smacked down into the top of this mech also. (laughs) So, uh, this has happened, uh... Volk is has been kind of not quite cratered into the the surface of this ship, but you know some scuffling is happening. Uh, what are the rest of you doing right now? Like who's 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 on next, so to speak? Um. Okay. So it, yeah. I think um. So Gabrielle has been sort of. Uh, how how do you think it works in your cockpit? Uh, I'm gonna. Goldie, do you think she's like having to cling to your back while you get over yeah. to Dahlia? I'm gonna go go for the gay option and say we have to at least be touching in some way. So like yeah. maybe just holding hands. I'm uh, gonna go ahead and rule that if someone's in your cockpit with you, there's no way you're not at least touching them a little. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I think well, like however with, much space we have, Gabrielle is just gonna be sort of like draped over like with, Golden Boy's back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all right over there. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I'm going to uh, like we definitely. I think I could probably have her get out while I'm still in the air, since my wings are out, or I put oh. my wings out. I don't know. Uh, I think you can, but, like, you can just I'll, like fly. Like you're, you're, you've established your things kind of a helicopter style, like kind of thing. Like I think you can just fly. I just like yeah. the detail that it flaps the wings once to kick off, and then after yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. Nice. Uh, so I think that that's, uh, I'm going to, like, delicately get, uh, next to, uh, Blue Dahlia and open the hatch and be like, uh, 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 uh after, uh, not after you, that wouldn't be right. Uh, <laughs> Your here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Your car, um, madame. And I'm, I'm gonna, like, help uh, uh, I'm gonna help uh, Gabrielle get to uh, get, get out of the hatch because it's still like in the hover, like the hover thing. There's no chair here, <laughs> <laughs> so just like kind of like like help her out, kind of. Why? Thank you. It's important <laughs> anytime, and uh, like Giuseppe is still smiling, but you can tell that Giuseppe is like upset um and uh because like sister felicity is here um mm-hmm. so uh as soon as i uh, uh, gabrielle is in uh her own mech i am going to take off towards sister felicity and like reach out to her mentally like to like kind of try to divert the attention to me 
Okay, how are you... I mean, you're telling me how you're diverting. I'm just trying to figure out... Yeah, it might just be actually like, like, hey, is this one one sanctioned by the church or are you still freelancing, Miss Felicity? Uh, She would... She would respond, all things I do are sanctioned by the church, stray bead. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Like, uh, and I think I'm gonna try and, like, shoot at her. I'm basically trying to egg her away from my friends and also the the, the, the broken ship that cannot move. Okay, are you going to declare a weapon on your mech? Yeah, I think so. I think it's time. Okay. Alright, uh, which one are you declaring? I think by default the machine gun is supposed to be better against vehicles, but uh, you could, it, this can be whatever the hell you want it to be also. so Yeah, let me look for a second at these guys, because... So I think it's going to be a directed energy weapon. Radical. Uh, so what does it look like when you fire it? Uh, so uh, the halo tur- it starts to glow blue, and like... At the top of the arch of the halo, uh, there's the uh, a blue laser like uh, like beams out of it. Sick, uh, cool. And it's like like so that. So <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, are you getting up close to do this, or are you doing this from a distance? Uh, I think I'm moving very fast towards her, but I am still. Uh, I, we were all kind of near each other uh, when we dismounted. I, I, I feel like this would be a battle. Is what I think. Yeah. I feel like this would be battle to me. This is battle. Okay. I'm going to say this is desperate, and I'm going to say it is standard. Uh, yes, I believe that's all I really have to say about so that. So where do I mark XP? Like, in these boxes next to expertise? Mm-hmm. Uh, or... Yeah, in, in the boxes that are next to expertise, you would mark your little experience tracks there. Okay, because this is a desperate. All right. Yeah, and, so when, and then when you fill all those, then you clear it, and then you add another X to one of these skills under it. Okay, so I'm going to do that and i have one d6 in that mm-hmm. and it's going to be um, desperate standard okay oh i got a six well finally full, at least somebody did a, a full and unmitigated success uh she starts to go into like she starts to like tirade you like she had a speech ready and uh, you clearly having expected that uh, have fired a very well aimed shot that she does not is not able to get out of the way of uh, this rival fight clock is ticking up to two of eight nice uh, because okay. that is what that's going to look like uh, yes um, I think it's literally that simple like you just do this cool shot uh, I think it like tears open a hole in one of these tubes that's in that's like making up her leg her legs right now so to speak and like mm-hmm. I think I think actually the tube that got hit real bad also like falls off and it's clear like it caused some kind of nebulous structural you know mm. damage mm-hmm. so to speak okay. uh, yeah so I think it's that's what that looks like who's up mm-hmm. next um Unless Stiletto wants to go, I've got a basic idea, I think. Oh, uh, go ahead. I figure I was getting in the mech. Okay. Um, We're getting, you know, I got to start the Velcro around the joints. You're doing your boot or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I am going to do something a little bit weird, but um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, declare an item and a vehicle load at the same time. Yeah, sure. What you doing? So the item is a uh, high-priority comm decoder. This device gives you the back channels to reaching anyone's personal communicator. 
Um, Wonderful. And I'm going to take it, like, it's a little bit awkward. I'm, like, reaching into my jacket, but I've got, like, the VR headset on, you know? <laughs> so it's a little bit clumsy. Um, I'm taking it out. I'm picturing it looks like a big, like a 1980s, like, brick cell phone. But the thing is that it's, like, mass isn't just because it's obsolete. It's because there's, like, a shit ton of actual tech in there. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably up to date is the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's just there to just be like radio transceivers and like firewall like bypassers and stuff. So yeah. he like brings that up to its head and I am going to like I'm not entirely sure of the logistics of like how I know what to do, but I'm going to like talk to Sister Felicity. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think you've practiced for how to do this. I think, like, it has a thing that you can just identify, like, who, you think, who you're cracking into, whatever. Yep. You know? And I next... think you know, I think you know what you're doing when you're doing it, if that makes any sense. Right, yes. And uh, next, I am going to uh, mark the vehicle gear, find battle standard, a flag or other symbol that your allies can rally to. And uh-huh. um, in this case, so um, these... Uh, so like these so these little hatches on um the Kraken's shoulders open up and uh inside are like uh hologram projectors and they flick on and suddenly I just have like the like Grand Tycon crest that's just like hovering like like directly behind the Kraken's head, sort of like a um I don't Hell know yeah. I don't know the exact word for it, but like in like some like like Asian myth paintings, characters will have like a mandala or something behind yeah. them. You know, well, I was gonna say oh. appropriately enough, this is your halo of light, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. So cool. Yeah, and um, I am going to uh say to her is uh how would what would be just the word for like um like Solarosan operative, I guess. Uh, I think you. I think the thing that you would know would be Cantor. Okay. Um, I am going to just say, unidentified Cantor, you are opening fire onto a Grand Tycon diplomatic mission. If you do not stand down, there will be consequences for you and the Church. Okay. Uh, this sounds like a uh, a command to me. Yes. What it sounds like. Um, I um, hell yeah, hell it's, yeah. It's desperate position because mm-hmm. of the multiple things you spent for. I'm going to give you great effect. Nice is well, great would just bump it the once. So I think it's I give you great effect, and I think I am going to give you a stunt dice. Also, nice. is, okay, is my cool. thought here. I'm good with that, yeah. especially because I currently have a minus one die thing going on. Oh yeah, cool. So yeah, you roll your normal amount of dice, and also it's desperate great. Okay, please, 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 please. please, please. please. Six! Yay! Unmitigated success. Cool. Um, so, what does this look like? Um, yeah. Okay, I think what I'm gonna say is this. Is it's gonna be a mix? Is my thought. Um, because what I think here, happens here, is that she, like, there's a moment of hesitation, uh, where she's like, I wasn't aware that the Grand Tycon consorted with pirates. Um, and she, like, I think what happens here is, like, there's a, like, the hesitation does kick in, and this is going to advance, uh, this, the rival clock up by, uh, 
up by, I'm going to call this two, because what I think also is that you making this declaration is going to uh, take the uh, trust clock for the honeybees back up to halfway. Yay. Okay. Cool. Um, and so if anything were to happen, like, in the instance in which, I don't know, I'll say this as GM, in the instance in which the honeybee clock fills before you finish the rival fight, like, the honeybees will help you directly uh, fight gotcha. this thing. Right now they're like, they are very deliberately not uh, mm-hmm. bothering to focus on you with like their ship security systems. They are turning all their fire towards uh, the Solarosan one instead of trying to keep an even keel situation, is what right. I'll say is what this looks like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to red. You're currently pinned down practically uh, by uh, this big four leg neck that you just that you just noticed stagger back and you might have an opportunity to do something. Yeah, I'm going to take that opportunity. Um, Hell yeah, what you doing? Especially because Puncher. the... the <laughs> Puncher. No, I am actually going to... Uh, this is where I am going to invoke overclocked weaponry. Um, because cool, spend it. Because, yeah, we're going to spend it because um, while... I am on the ground, like, still, like, you know, Volk is still on his back and uh, just lifts the machine gun arm up. And while she's distracted by both being fired upon by Golden Boy and by the boss's uh, declaration, I'm just going to open a fire, like, basically Our, point blank. All right. Yeah. As I say, <laughs> so this this still desperate situation, this is going to be a battle roll. Uh, let's go over the dice situation real quick. So you're mm-hmm. spending a quirk to, sp- to push yourself, mm-hmm. which undoes the minus one D you have from your harm. So you're still at two. Actually, I had a question uh, about that real fast. Sorry. Yeah. Um, because the harm is done to me, not to the mech. Oh, no, you're totally right, actually. I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have a minus one D from that. Okay. So you have three D <laughs> on this. Um, and you do have a less effect, though, on the mech, so what would I would normally give you great effect for the fine machine gun is going to get bumped down to a standard effect. Okay. Um, but you do a 3D on this, and it's going to be desperate standard, unless you want to do anything else to, uh, like, uh, basically, unless you want to invoke collateral here, I think that's what the roll looks like. No, I think that's good. Okay, cool. There's a six and two ones. Oh, my God. Damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, full unmitigated success. Uh, I think what you just straight up fire up directly into her while she's distracted. Uh, the thing staggers, like, gets hit, like, center mass uh, takes a... Uh, this is going to mark it up by two. That's what this does. Uh, staggers back off the front of the ship and then flips back into the air as a more damaged looking butterfly now. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, very resolute, uh, starts, um, so what I'll say is, uh, you are, like, you have gotten yourself kind of out of the immediate being pinned, but she is now, like, just opening barrage fire, just down on everything indiscriminately. Sure. So, uh, who's acting now? I think that's definitely a good opportunity for, like, Blue Dahlia, I think, to Yeah, yeah. Blue Dahlia hasn't got to, got to do anything yet in the scene, so let's, let, what's, what's Blue Dahlia doing? Okay, so... Pin that butterfly. Yeah, I think um, Ludalia will, like, crouch down to prepare, like, a big old mech jump and then just, like, leap through the air and try to, like, skewer... Damn. uh, ...Sophenia on the rapier. Okay, uh, you're gonna have to declare a weapon for that. I think it's obvious which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, A blade or two. Maybe there's another one hiding somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Is this, like, just literally the giant mech scale rapier thing? Yeah, definitely. Nice. Great. I love it. 
Okay, so starting desperate, um, spending the normal gear, so I think that's just the thing that's required for it. So I think it's desperate standard and then uh, battle for this as well is I think what it is. Yeah, definitely battle. Okay. Uh, so it'd be desperate standard battle and then you can also uh, spend a quirk to push yourself or you can request collateral or whatever. Um, I'll definitely spend a quirk to uh, push myself. I'm going to do a tune for dueling. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not worried about hitting a little target. Yeah, you are. You, and also, like again, like this mech is like large scale. So you were like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> you and me, bud. <laughs> cool, yeah. Okay, so take an extra dice, and yeah, at desperate standard. Desperate standard. You say an extra die. Uh, yeah, because you pushed yourself, so you get right, the two okay. D instead of the the one, and then also uh, mark Excellent. experience and expertise because it's desperate. All right. Oh, right. Roll. So mark that expertise experience real quick. Uh, Describe to me, uh, not how you destroy the mech, because rivals don't exactly work like that, but the fucking uh, compromising wound that you inflict that makes uh, this mech pull back. Ooh, okay. Damn. Uh, Let me take a look at this picture again. And what I'll say is, like, kind of up close, the thing that you can tell about the torso is that, um, I forget what the thing's called, uh, but because it's a, a Metal Gear boss that is partially, the design is partially based off of, the bottom there looks almost like legs is actually a giant railgun. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. So, what I'm thinking is, uh, while Gabrielle is intending to just, like, get the rapier through the center mass there, uh, Apophenia is able to uh, divert enough for to get in the like one of those like the the sort of fan shaped base of the wings mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I think and then maybe it's off balance after that and yeah no like well, I think what happened I feel like what happens is you you skewer one and it gets torn off just Dang directly. Nice. And, and the uh, butterfly form like kind of flaps back, clearly like, becoming unstable. And uh, we get a shot of a kind of uh, annoyed, like more annoyed than anything uh, looking uh, Sister Felicity, which is hard because she looks so annoyed by default. Uh, yeah, every picture you drew. Uh, but kind of like just sort of grimacing like uh, Grand Tycon forces are defending the pirates fall back. And like she, uh, like her mech flies away i i want to i want to mentally send send a gloat to her real quick (laughs) and want to be like look looks like you're the person that needs to regroup (laughs) uh oh i don't think she dignifies you with a response i think (laughs) think that's okay You definitely get the her, like, gritting her teeth when you say that. Like, just very angry, though. Like, the shot of just her teeth fucking bearing a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, she flies away. And what I'm going to say here is because we've been doing this mission for quite a bit, and I think the rest of the situation now that the uh, arrival has been kind of under control is I think we can go ahead and say that since it seems like your intent was to uh, help them fix their ship, and get secure the release of the other hostages and be on your respective ways is that we can kind of insinuate that that is going to continue from here. I think the rest of the mission is going to be pretty quiet comparatively. Uh, So yeah, I think that's a mission success. 
uh, nice. in the grand scheme of cool. things. I'm going to go ahead and for what my own sake... What if we found the part we needed in the wing that fell? <laughs> um, you we can help I don't, uh, I don't help think so. I'm sorry. Red shot, look for that part. Yeah, yeah I, I think we get like a montage of like I th- I think I re- I think the funniest thing that we start with is is like red and this guy whose ankle uh, <laughs> she kind of blew out also just kind of like being hey hey <laughs> like just kind of awkwardly greeting each other while trying to like scour the ruins for for the uh, part that they're looking for um, some niceties some exchange the exchange of hostages eventually. Uh, Eureka looking very mad about this whole situation <laughs> that she didn't get to kick anyone's ass. Uh, not fit. uh the other guy, the elf, uh, still just kind of looking around with this big dumb smile, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, um, and yeah." I think it's uh, an eventual mission complete on this. Nice. And we are going to on the next episode, uh, which is going to be downtime. We are going to go over what the uh, the payoff and reputation and things like that look like, and also entanglements. Um, what I will say is. Successful mission did break a rule of engagement. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, oh, what? Well. Number two, no violence against non-dragon teeth forces. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> we, did, well, we, we did definitely the future, do violence. Like, on one hand, I wanted to be like, hey, just so y'all know, this thing is here right in front of your eyes. But also, one of the things of the game is that sometimes you're going to break those rules of engagement, and they're not <laughs> always going to be fair, and that there's going to be consequences to be suffered regardless. I'll take so, it. So, <laughs> I think I think that's the interesting middle ground of... And we yeah, failed we, the secondary objective. We didn't wail on the dragon teeth. Anymore. Yeah, well, uh, and for what it's worth... Maybe that, buzzer. That, <laughs> for, for, what it's, for what it's worth, that was a bonus thing, so it's not ne- it's not bad that you didn't do it. Is it uh, still uh, flashy that we, we, we got, like, a big mech... We, we'll we'll get we'll get to that uh, we're off a air when we flashy. when we we'll, we'll we'll get to that uh, when we discuss the uh, like payout and uh, things like that. Uh, I think off air is uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll get to that off air and then yeah. Next time on the gay nerds, we're going to get to uh, the forget me nots first downtime and also Yay. grapple with the consequences of the way that they handled this first mission of theirs. Okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, M.C. Ferdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.